Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whenever it is that you guys are tuning in. Welcome to another episode of the Apple Tech Facts. My name is Josh Linen, joined as always with me by brilliant co-host Seth Cruz. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well. How are you doing? Not too shabby. I'm a little tired. Had a long day yesterday and the wife got back from the Dominican Republic at like one o'clock this morning, which is a little bit later than, you know, what we were expecting. So it was a long day, long night, early morning kind of thing. There you go. But hey, she's back safely. That's all that matters. Uh, with WWDC uh, right around the corner, literally two weeks away, uh, we're recording this on uh, on a Sunday and not this coming Tuesday. And we have a and uh, we have a special visitor special today. guest today. <laughs> so you may this see, is Zeke. Uh, you may see him hopping around in here. He wouldn't uh, leave us alone. So there you go. He was yelling at the door. It was hilarious. Yep. But uh, with uh, WWDC right around the corner, hi Zeke. Uh, here's what we're looking at. What we wanted to go over today, guys, was a wish list mm-hmm. on all of the different types of OS systems that we wanted to, that is in the ecosystem. So uh, getting right into it, as you guys know, we don't like to do a whole lot of dilly-dallying. We'll leave that to Zeke here. <laughs> all right, first up, iOS and uh, iPadOS kind of the same thing. They're kind of the same thing unless uh, Apple decides to do a full like UI uh, overhaul with iPad OS <laughs> as they should. So, uh, hi, kitty. They should do it oh, because it's not too different from iOS and right. that's that's a problem for you know people like us that are content creators and it's virtually impossible for us to do a 100% workflow on the scale that you know that we need to do it just running off of the the OS so uh, getting right into it just a couple of things and not going to be a long list on any of these just because of the fact that Apple is already doing such a great job at everything that I would need or that I can think of Um, therefore my imagination on things is lacking I'm not going to front to you guys about that but uh, first thing that kind of came to mind was something that Apple kind of placed a uh, a big emphasis on last year mm-hmm. was focus modes. And as, as you know, you can set up focus modes on your devices to display only certain apps or allow certain notifications to come through from apps or people, what have you. But what I have discovered is that there's definitely some... Uh, limitations to it as far as Siri integration sure, and home sure. integration. So I can't tell Siri, hey, turn on work focus mode or personal time focus mode. It, so to Siri, it doesn't work. Real, real interesting piece there that I think they could expand on or yeah. enhance. Enhance, yep. When I was talking with my mom on text, I noticed that her... Uh, silence all calls was on and i switched over to uber to to basically uh, get paid for the week right right but i have a focus mode that when i start the uber app silence everything right and when uh when when so i was talking to her and told her 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 silence everything was on Then I switched over, which silenced all of mine. So then she made a comment, oh, hey, now you're silenced. Yep. And I don't know how to improve that other than to say maybe add as an option uh, a feature that would delay maybe five or ten seconds going into silence, going before it silences everything as an option so that if yeah if i'm just switching between things really quick i just think there's some room there or if it's already on and you're switching between things Mm -hmm. for it to not shut off immediately yeah give it like a timer like a five or ten right so maybe a delay in starting as well as a delay in stopping sure as two options that would be nice to have in a focus mode and that's definitely a software feature they can do. Yep, I, I, I can see that. Um, as, as we all know, that uh, Siri definitely uh, never ceases to need help. 
right uh you know with with things so uh, next up, and kind of the biggest thing that Apple always kind of goes over is the accessibility features. Yeah. Uh, so being uh, able to integrate your, let's say, like hearing disabilities or seeing sight disabilities into the ecosystem. Right. It's kind of been a, a big focus there, and they they continue to expand on it every year. I, I don't know what else from a software standpoint that they can do. You know, with it again, I lack you know imagination, but that's what we're about to find out at the Worldwide Developer Conference. Is it's this is the preview for what we're gonna get with uh, the next release of the software and operating systems. I'll be honest. There's things that are coming like uh, door detection to tell you if a door is open or closed, or whether it opens by pulling or pushing on it. Yep. There's some really amazing uh, features that are coming with the upcoming release uh, for accessibility. And one of the things that you actually have right now, if you have a phone and the AirPods, is the ability to enhance the speech. Right. <laughs> so you can, when you're listening to somebody talk and, and it, has, it activates beamforming, so it'll actually, when you're looking at somebody, it can enhance the, their speech while you're talking to them. Right. So that's another... Or turn thing. it off. And, or turn it know, off. And those are two features that on the AirPod Pros that I have absolutely just come to love. He's good. <laughs> Starting to claw all over the place. Time for him to go. <laughs> so if you hear if you hear a uh, screaming from the other room, that's the cat. She's not gonna be happy. Although in this uh, soundproof studio, that might be tough. Yeah, you never know. But well, I guess we'll find out. Um, you know, on that with those accessibility features, like I like I was saying, you know, the transparency feature is something that I need to use more right since i'm i'm hard of hearing anyways and the noise canceling with my noisy household i use all the time so my wife gets mad and he's like why do you have both your airpods in i told you <laughs> i'm gonna try to talk <laughs> yep. to you make sure you only have yep. one in yep. like, yeah she gets mad at me for all the time for that but we'll see um what uh types of things that um that they bring us on that as it kind of went viral on uh, TikTok just this last year where uh, people discovered, I think maybe younger people thing, where they discovered where you can turn the uh, back of your phone into an extra button. Tap back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you can... Or back tap or whatever. Yeah, I think it's back tap. So where you can program it to basically do a certain functionality. That's right, which know. is under accessibilities. Yep. It's a great way. You just tap the back of the phone and that basically can do an extra thing whether that's turn everything on the screen black and white or turn on dark mode, turn on dark take mode. a picture a screenshot yeah. all those types all of things. sorts so of things that that's the type of things that we're looking for here uh no surprise here i have harked on this for at least uh 3os systems now okay where i need native language input for all of Apple's native applications. Okay. Calendar being the most important one. Uh, Reminders already has it, which automatically talks to your calendar, so I don't exactly understand why they don't do it just so yet. Give me an example of what it, what you mean when you say native language. Some, so, some people might not know what that means. So native language input means that I can say, hey Siri, add... Uh, Landon's graduation party on Friday at three o'clock in Columbus. That is something where you can you're texting in real time like you're talking into a normal conversation, and it's going to be able to to basically translate and code it into uh, adding it as an event in in the calendar. Calendar, sure. There's other uh, calendar apps out there like Fantastical that can do it. Uh, Calendars by Riedel is another app application that that does it and works well, okay, very well with the Apple ecosystem. So, the fact that Apple hasn't done it yet again is baffling to me. But that's kind of my biggest complaint, biggest wish list for me. So, just from a productivity standpoint. So, my wish list item for the calendar would be 
that it it would automatically look at Facebook. It would uh, for my friends, maybe they have events that I'm invited to, right? And if there's other events near me, and I could configure that, that it could just show me a list of what's happening around me on a particular day or a particular week and give me the option to create events in the calendar from that, yep. that, uh, that it could integrate and maybe even say, yes, I'm going if it's a Facebook invite. Yep. But, you know, integrate with Ticketmaster if I'm going to buy yep. a ticket, events, yep. right? Just that it would show me, hey, guess what? You know, Monster Jam is at Pinnacle yeah, Bank Arena. Interesting calendars is what yeah. those are falling under. Yeah. Where with, like I was saying, with the whole Fantastic Cal app and the calendars app, those are actually calendars that you can add those types of things into their applications with their subscription-based models. Sure. So they that does exist. You know, for me, it, it's uh, something I have used in the past for yeah. sporting events, for like the Miami Heat schedule. Shout out, shout out to the Miami Heat. So I've used it for that. It's, it gave me every you know home and away game in the calendar app just like a normal day. Really great functionality. I would like to see interesting calendar. Yep, that's uh, that's my wish list for the game. Apple calendar yes. is to have a more robust system that is aware of what's around me yep. and could tell me, hey, these are all the things that are available in your area. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yep. I agree. You can plug in other things and, and kind of get there paying extra. But, hey, Apple, if you're looking for something else that I'd be willing to pay for. You know, <laughs> add it. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I would pay, you know, 99 cents a month right, for right, it. Right. But, you know, maybe like a one-time upgrade charge kind of thing. If it were part of what, uh, like the Apple One service, sure. it would just become even more sticky as far as, well, I get these things because I have the Apple One service, right? right? So anyway, that's a that's a wish list item for yep, me. Agreed. Um, definitely great to have. Uh, also, this is not this next one is not exactly on my wish list. I'm only throwing it out there uh, because I'm advocating for people that I do know that that uh, that do want it. Shout out for, uh, to Fernando Silva, but the return of uh, Today View on the iPad. Uh, it was on, I think, iPad OS 14, and then they took it away in 15. I know he loved that feature. Um, again, I didn't really you know, use it all that much or think much less about it, but uh, advocating to put it out there into the world and speak it into existence. Uh, also, a no surprise here that we it pretty much has been confirmed that it, it should be coming by the end of this year, but uh, tap to pay for your iPhone. Meaning, I can take my phone and tap, and and it will come up and say, "Oh, it looks like you want to pay Josh. Yep. How much do you want to pay?" Yep. And go through that way. Which, if you think about it, you can get location. So it's time yep. and location. Yep. That's that's actually. It doesn't sound necessarily when you're just tapping between two phones like that that would be very safe it's actually probably more safe than other payment methods yes. like venmo yep. because uh, it's got a temporal uh component to it yeah. and uh, that that actually uh, believe it or not entails quantum physics a little bit not going to get nerdy on us here but that's a you know a pretty impressive thing to incorporate into uh, a payment system. Right. So anyway, uh, pretty pretty cool stuff. Yep. Quite honestly, and and I think that is definitely coming. Yeah. We could see it. Let, let's be honest. I think it was maybe two thousand and nine, two thousand even maybe even two thousand eight, that bump technology was used oh, not for okay. payments, but it was used to exchange contact information because. Why would anybody use their phone for payments? Right. Um, <laughs> and that, I, I believe, I don't know who owned the patent and whether Apple ended up buying the patent or if they're just taking the technology now. But it's, it's a very, it was a very unique system at the time. I'm, I'm really thrilled to see that they might do this with payments. Yep. 
And it's all with the uh, integration into the NFC trip chip, the right. near field chip. So point being, they could do this now with just a software upgrade. They, you don't necessarily need a whole new phone. Right. Although they might tie it with a new phone in some way. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It, it's definitely a, a wish list item. Um, I I would use it. I think with with my Uber passengers. Yeah. Because sometimes they want to pay a tip or you know, hey, sure. my buddy's paying for the ride. I want to you know, whatever, and and to just have that as an option would be nice. Yep. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Apple Cash now and be able to sit through, uh, through. I don't want to have to give them, I don't want to have to give them my phone number, though. Exactly. To just be able to just tap and have it go. Yep. So you, you'd probably need, like, a, a business profile or something like that. Anyway, some really interesting ideas. I'd love to see anything like it, although I will say that uh, everybody that I, I've had either wants to use Cash App, which I don't have, or Venmo, which I do have. Yep. So I've, I have had one person that wanted to pay me through Apple Pay, uh, by, or, or what, through the messages. Right. But other than that, uh, every everybody who's ever wanted to give me a tip has done so through Venmo pretty much. Yeah. So anyway. Yep. I mean, it's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's just about uh, a matter of... Um, how can we make it quicker and uh, streamline the process a little bit better so it's two taps versus four yes. or five taps kind of thing. So yes. that's all we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, next up, and I know that there are several uh, content creators out there that are very driven on using the iPad as their, or the iPad Pro as their sole workflow daily workflow devices yeah. and you know why shouldn't they after all the new ipad pro has the m1 chip in it right and right. you can't even download applications yet to fully utilize that yet so what i think that apple should do to i know everybody's clamoring for pro level apps to the ipad pro i think that what they can do is at least with their native apps is bring maybe like a light version of those apps to where you don't have, you know, you maybe have, you know, 12 plugins and extensions uh, for those pro level apps versus three or four dozen extensions and stuff like that. So you're looking at, you know, expanding on the ability and your, uh, of uh, the, the applications as well as actually utilizing the hardware uh, to its fullest extent that you can't even do yet. Mm. Uh, you know, I do know, I do use, you know, LumaFusion for, you know, video editing, and it's the closest thing that you can get to a pro-level app. And the thing is freaking amazing, but it can't do everything. And that's what I think we need here is close to everything, not everything. Otherwise, they're going to cannibalize the MacBook market. And that's what Apple doesn't want to do. Uh, next up, what we probably will see here is widget customizations. Um, right now, it's kind of um, with the release of iOS and iPadOS 14, you saw the whole widgets come into play uh, fruition, but it was very vanilla-based. So there wasn't a lot to it. You can you could stack you know widgets. You can you know add widgets to your home screen and this is how many widgets I have on my home screen. Zero. <laughs> I have two. Um, just the weather widget and the calendar widget just because I like being able to see, you know, yep. that month at a time glance to see that, keep track of what day it is. So uh, that's, I'm sure that's coming. And also last thing for iPadOS, iOS is notification customization where, uh, like, I think maybe something along the lines of what you were saying with the whole <laughs> delay Mm -hmm. in uh you know maybe the focus mode delay you can do that on a per app basis with uh say delay or uh show me this notification for 10 seconds sure or set a timer kind of thing for these notifications to come in uh that's i, I that's again with my limited uh my limited vision and, and imagination on this type of thing i i and for my basic, you know, for my needs, I don't really see needing, 
you know, anything much more than what it already provides, you know, the functionality for. So, uh, next up, uh, watchOS uh, 9. We got um, one thing I know Seth was really, really hoping for on the Apple Watch 7 was blood glucose monitoring, I think. Blood glucose monitoring would be nice. The other thing that I, I would really like to see them do is and this granted is a three so the sensors on the back but there's a little there's little metal rings on each of the sensors mm -hmm. and they are they have a, a certain amount of nickel metal in them and they're me and, and a lot of people have a nickel sensitivity and it makes makes creating sensors and metals a lot cheaper if you can mix nickel in with them than if sure. you can't um, so for people with a nickel allergy, they may be avoiding buying a watch. And I would, vent, I mean, if you're going to do stainless steel as an example, right, that one probably would work for what I'm, I'm probably going to have to go with a more expensive finish to try. But again, the the sensors are underneath ceramic. They're underneath things that where, uh, you know, that where it should be protected, right? But it, it says it it says on the back of your ceramic back, and then I I want to say that they use a sapphire type of um, glass casing, yeah. So around the sensors, but anyway, uh, I still get a red kind of uh, broken out area on my skin, and a non nickel Apple Watch. 100% non-nickel Apple Watch. They could they could advertise that and they would get people who cannot wear a this the 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 SE. Maybe right. maybe I'd have to buy the titanium edition or right. something, right? right? But but if there was an option out there, I think a lot of people with an allergy to the I'll call them cheap metals, right, would probably be willing to pay a premium for that. They're already paying a premium for earrings and all sorts right. of things to have stainless steel or, right. or whatever. So anyway, just just a, a wish list item that's maybe a little more hardware based, not software based. Sure. But yeah, again, we'll we'll see with uh, you know come September what uh, what happens with that. Uh, we'll know you know as far as like measurements or what types of features they're going to add on here for that. But the watch OS, the blood glucose would have been nice. I don't think that's coming, but. Being able to know my body temperature, that That'll sounds like that is deal. coming. That'll be that'll be cool. Uh, you know, if if they could figure out how to make my watch unlock other things, right? Now that it can unlock my my computer and my phone, why not my house or my car, right? Yep. And not I, I get like I can buy a brand new BMW and maybe right. get that feature, but. I, I have Yale locks, right, that are HomeKit enabled. Make it work with those. Yep. I have, you know, a I have newer cars with with the key fobs. Make it work with those. I'm just saying I, I wish that my watch could unlock more things yep. because along with making payments, if it can unlock my phone with my mask on, unlock different things. It just becomes one of those things that now it's more and more people are going to want to use them. It becomes harder to, you, 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 it becomes, for me anyway, something that I'm thinking about upgrading because I want to keep that functionality. Right. So, yeah. anyway. And you would want to because future-proofing, you know. Right. So, you, uh, the, as we know, you know, the, the Series 3 is reaching its end of life. Yeah. I think Apple will be discontinuing it, continuing it this year, but we'll... We'll definitely keep you guys, you know, updated on that. Next up, kind of my big thing for the uh, watch OS system would be the native sleep app. Okay. Um, I know that there has been some reported issues with it, with it being inconsistent and not measuring on the level that it needs to measure. So with me having uh, issues with uh, staying asleep at night, mm -hmm. I monitor that is to kind of see okay what's my body doing and that's kind of one of the 
three big reasons why I would even have an Apple Watch was to monitor my sleep. Sure. So they need to do upgrade that uh, the native sleep application to be you know more consistent and work at the level that it should without me having to pay ninety nine cents or dollar ninety nine for a, uh, a premium application yeah. which I have and it's giving me you know good data but not as much data as I would like to see on that. So one of the things that I am hoping for a wish list item that I have. Adding the current temperature, which I have as, as an item on my, uh, on my watch, but to actually show the temperature in low power mode. So when nice. your watch runs all the way down and you have to press a button to see you know, the time, if I could see the, uh, the temperature, that's all I need. Just yeah. t time and temp. Yep. There was, back in the olden days, you could actually call a phone number to get time and temp and weather. Yeah, I know. I remember right? those days. So I'm just saying, it's still something that I find I like to see, time and temp, right there on my watch. Yep. Low power mode. Low power uh, mode would and be then nice. I think on the uh, Series 7 with the always on display, I think that is there. Um, I could be wrong. Um, but Another reason I might have to upgrade is, I, yeah. it seems silly, it seems simple, but that would be... Again, if that's one of your main functionality, yeah. that's what you want, because I'm, I'm right where with you. With I yeah. want to see the time, I want to see the date, and I want to see the temperature yeah. at all times on my uh, my watch. So we'll see. I'm waiting for Father's Day to roll around oh. to see if mm. uh, the wife gets me a new Apple hint, Watch. Hint. Uh, she, <laughs> she is aware of this. She has seeing me do searches for to find a deal on getting yeah. one because I almost pulled the trigger on getting one okay. but then I thought about it, I was like no it's like a month away let me hold off so I'm gonna hold off and then if she doesn't then you know I'm yeah you know maybe you September sure. when they release the new versions then maybe I'll go out and get go. the series 7 for that discounted price so I'm always on the hook I, I will I will say one of the things I do like that's currently available on the watch is because of Apple ecosystem and everything, you can lift your watch and you don't have to say the Hey Siri command. You can you can literally lift your watch and just start talking and it will hear you. It's, it's listening to me right now. So it, you do not have to use the commands for it to pick up what you're putting down. Right, and Love the it. nice part about that is that with the Apple ecosystem, it's talking to your other devices at the exact same time. Yeah. So it's it's really cutting that time down and that hassle of throwing out the command like you were saying. Well, I mean, I can just time. tell it to you know turn off the whatever and and the, the the TV in the bedroom and you know it can do that lock the back door and it can do that. so I'm just saying the the features and functionality what's the weather things like you know right. just different Basic commands right. And for it to pick that up, and and with the newer watches, it is a lot faster. But it even works on the three. So even on the three. Next up, and probably the biggest feature here that we'll probably get is uh, expanded atrial fibrillation. Can't fibrillation. Atrial fibrillation. Fibrillation. There. Yeah. Uh, detection to calculate how often a person is in a state of atrial fibrillation across a duration of time. So how many times? Improving the, the detection that you're having a heart event, a cardiac yeah. event, and maybe need to go see a doctor or something's more right. serious, so right? you're skipping irregular heartbeat kind of thing over the period yeah. of an hour. Yeah. Are you getting a skipping a beat or anything, that type of stuff. So. And this isn't something where you necessarily have to be afraid that, you know, you're being overly dramatic or whatever about it. They, the doctors that are embracing this, they can actually download a PDF uh, report, is what I'm reading, of your heart monitor yeah. uh, events from your watch even, yeah. or through your phone. And it's amazingly detailed and helpful. It's not going to replace doing an actual test at the doctor's office. No, it's going to be more of a guesstimate. But it gives the doctor a good place to start. And also, speaking from experience with my mom, you know, it was one of those things where you you knew it was happening, but catching it 
at the time that you go to the hospital or whatever, a lot of times, oh, the event's over by the time you get there and wait in the waiting room and finally right. get to see somebody. So for them to be able to go back and look, you know, it was three hours ago or yesterday when right. it happened and look at it and go, oh, wow, yeah, this is something we should do, blah, blah, blah. It just gives everybody in the medical profession an additional tool. I think it's great. And if it's yeah. more more precise or a longer duration when it starts detecting that there's right. something, I think that's fantastic. It's exactly what everybody in the medical field uh, would probably like to see. Uh, if, if you're going to collect it, good data and something they can use, right? Yeah, the more data, the better, you know, at this point. In a way that's usable. Right. Right. Usable. And so and so that's what this is doing, uh, or what they say is coming, right? This yep. is something that... It is, uh, it's already there. It's just they need, it's need to... It's, it's expanding. Kind of, it's, it's expanding. It's going yeah. to be expanded yeah. into kind of the next iteration of it, you know, quicker data, right. you know, and, right. you, know, more, you know, more precise, like, you know, like you were saying. Next up, TVOS. Uh, just a couple of things on here. I, again, limited imagination on this one for me, but there are a couple of things that I would like to see. And number one being, I would like to see Apple really, I guess, integrate the device, the hardware and the OS into gaming and really go after gaming and kind of use it as a console. Uh, right sure. now, as I have kind of went back and forth with a few people on Twitter, is that right now, Apple's best gaming device is the iPad Mini, the new iPad Mini 6. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect digital notebooking app, uh, hard piece of hardware device, and it's also a beautiful gaming system, gaming uh, device. So I would like to portable, see them yeah. portable mobile gaming yeah. here. I would like to see them use the TVOS as like a g actual like at home gaming console and go after big name titles that you know are raking in millions of dollars, yeah. you know, and bringing in millions and billions of streams. So I would like to see that. Also, Siri integrate. I would love to see better Siri integration to the point where, and maybe we're years off from this, but I want to say, hey Siri. While I'm talking to my TVOS and say, hey, go download this movie from iTunes or turn on, you know, the latest episode of Ted Lasso or For All Mankind. I think we're, we're about two weeks away from season three premiere on that. I'm very excited about that. I think it's like June 18th. If so, I'm so using your your remote. Yes. Press and hold the microphone button. And tell Siri, you don't have to say, hey, Siri, just say, show me Ted Lasso season three. Yep. It will do it. It does it. Yes. Very good. Uh, See, I don't have Apple TV yet, so maybe this is why I'm... There you go. Things. And the other night, my wife says, oh, Johnny Depp is in such and such movie. I want to see... And I and I said, show me this. And it brought up, because there were like three different versions of the movie... And it shows you the all three versions, right it, right? and then when you pick which one you want, it comes up on the screen and actually shows you how much it would cost to buy the movie on Apple rent it. Movies or rent it, and if it's available through uh, Showtime, HBO, something that right. you're paying for already, right. it shows that, and you can launch directly right. into that app and start watching the movie so the siri integration is already, it's already there. there okay yay i need that makes sounds like i need to go get however it. i i will say they can always make it better right and there are times when you tell it to look for something or look for music or look for and it doesn't recognize it's trying to guess what you want mm -hmm. and it's totally wrong the other thing i would say is the what's next uh, on Apple TV is fantastic. However, I have HBO Go, or now, HBO Max, sorry. And I also have the Spectrum app. Both apps you can get at a HBO show that I like to watch. Sure. On the Up Next, one show, it launches 
HBO. The other show, it launches Spectrum. They're both in HBO. Right. Right. So the thing I would like for you to be able to choose, if you have that situation where the, the show is in different streaming apps, to have a preference. Sure. That's all I want. I just want to be able to tell it that, learn that for this show, learning. you would, yes, you shouldn't really even have to tell it. It should just figure it out. But if there was a preference where I could say, you know what, I know it's in both locations, I would prefer to watch it through this app because it's a better app. Yep. You know, Below Deck is great on the Bravo app, but it's buggy. Peacock is a little slower, but it's better. So if I'm going to watch that horrible show, uh, then I at least want to be able to see the train wreck in in the best streaming possible. Sure, of course, naturally. <laughs> Guilty pleasure, obviously. Yeah, not mad. Hey, I'm not mad at you for that. <laughs> Last but not least, uh, Mac OS. There, I'm still not going to lie to you. I'm still kind of getting used to the macOS uh, system, okay. especially with being, you know, uh, Monterey. I sent you a video when I got updated. To yeah, moving Universal the mouse control. around. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool. I, I I love Universal Control. That thing is freaking awesome. Yeah. And I use truly it magical. All the time. It's truly magical. Yeah. And so I have my magic tra- uh, mouse. Uh-huh. Uh, two that I use it just it just makes things so much easier. Yeah. And control side swiping and scrolling yeah. up and down, all that type of stuff. It's it can do that across all three of my devices with you know with my external display. Right. And then the MacBook and I changed my whole uh, desktop setup, which I think I showed you as well. To now it's actually you got everything better on. functional now. Yeah. It's better functionality for yeah. me personally. Something was buggy about it, but anywho. Um, first. And foremost, and you will not be surprised about this, is a better file management system. I say this because this has really came into uh, be a bigger deal for me personally with trying to upload this 4K footage of uh, the podcast and the podcast. So there's no prominent like uh, timer bar or download and upload status in the files applications or in the uh, or in the finder or whatever. Sure. It doesn't exist. Like so you can't really tell. It might be just be circled, whatever, but it doesn't give you the actual status unless you look really hard. Okay. That is kind of like the number one complaint that I have because sometimes, you know, it'll finish uploading but the video's still not there. And I have to wait, you know, five, ten minutes for it to process, then it's viewable. Which that's why if if you hopped on and looked at last week's episode real quick, it was all black for a minute. Yeah. Because it wasn't done, basically, right? I mean, that's kind of running into a situation that was. It was impacting. a files issue. Yeah, it was yep. a, definitely a file related issue. Yep. You know, I went back and was able to uh, correct the issue relatively quickly. Oh, yeah. And, you know, upload th- some things. And, you know, I went back and did uh, upload it or not upload it, but changed the uh, episode title on, on one of them to kind of be more, more detailed, I guess. Right. So it was kind sure. of too vague. But any that's neither here nor there. But it gave you the, those workflow options and revealed that there was uh, maybe an enhancement to the files that you, that you would that would make your life easier. Yep. 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 And then I'm a big user of uh, mail, uh, you know, email yep. uh, management, and I use AirMail right yeah. now. Right now, I use AirMail across all devices. I paid ten dollars for it for the year. Uh, to for the whole entire year to get pro level apps and you can have multiple accounts with account icons and uh, color identification sure for account you can't do that in the mail app it's right one account only it's very vanilla yes you can search which is pretty much the only usable functionality out of the mail app and it drives me crazy but I wanted I want to see uh, those two things added to the mail app as really kind of upset about this is that uh i know patrick rambles uh shout out to you you mentioned that you had switched from i don't even know if you're watching this but i'm throwing it out there anyway just in case you are 
But you had thrown it out there that there are some search functionality issues within airmail and I have not had that problem. But what I am getting a problem on is delivery of my emails. So instead of getting real-time emails that I'm supposed to be paying for, real-time monitoring, mm -hmm. I will get emails two, three times a day, mm -hmm. and it's all bulk. So, you know, mm -hmm. all I have zero notifications coming in, and then all of a sudden I have 16 emails. I'm like, well, what the heck? That, to me, is not okay. So now it's got me thinking, it's like, okay, let me look at another option here, and I'll just yeah. throw away the $10, yeah. you know, for the year. But, again, I've been using the airmail... So, in the, so improved applications on. for file and mail and things like that. We talked about calendar talk earlier. Yep. yep. And, you know, reminders I use all the time uh, is I have different, you know, lists of things that I need that I'm, that I'm working on. And maybe even what I'd like to see is maybe them bring a whole new application into the fold of project management sure so something like um trello for instance yeah. uh you know i definitely use or slack you know the kind of thing where you can use a whole entire project and map it out and move things around i would like to see a native application for that as i know that because i know they're not going to buy trello which was bought by a company called atlision or something like that slash like jira but not getting into that but either way i do use trello trello i would like to see native so the reminders app you touched on, and I'll just bring this up. I love being able to say, remind me when I get home, arrive at work, different geofenced locations. Yep. Remind me to do something. Yep. And that it recognizes that I'm in one of my areas that I've already identified on a map. And so when I arrive at home or I arrive at work or whatever, when I'm leaving home or leaving work, it can remind me, hey, pick up the dozen eggs on your way home kind of a thing. Fantastic. I think that the reminders could maybe, when you've set up those kinds of things, could, I don't know, be more forceful? Could be more persistent, pesky? Yeah. I, I don't know. It just feels like the reminders isn't as good at at alerting me as an alarm or a stopwatch mm -hmm. or something else. And so I find myself using timers and, and yeah. doing other things as a reminder as opposed to just saying, remind mm -hmm. me when I get home right. to uh, unload the dishwasher. Right. So I think, I think that reminders could also see some basic enhancements and yep. and become a lot more useful yep and uh, i guess another thing that last thing that just kind of popped in my head is that apple has been really making a focus on in trying to improve the podcast application and make it better for people who are monetizing sure to make it, it makes it easier for them to make money and now you can search uh, with the re latest release of, uh, you know, iOS 15, iPad OS 15, you can actually search for a specific season in a specific episode. They've added that functionality to it. I would like to see it go, you know, a, a little bit further. And whenever they do an update, not have to go into the podcast settings of the show I want, that I listen to and make sure that downloads are turned off because I don't want podcasts to be downloaded to my devices. I absolutely right. hate it. It drives me crazy. But then again, I'm also a uh, a storage have a storage OCD problem to where I'm constantly deleting stuff and making sure that I keep everything like that to a minimum. But what I would like to see, as far as the podcast application, is more of a focus on uh, content creators sure. that on pushing them and getting them into a position to where they're getting more organic exposure, or maybe like a feature, you know kind of thing like you've meet this criteria you've been doing it for this long then we're going to feature you whether you're monetizing or not yeah and just you know i don't know how they would you know set that up but i would like to see that um just for my own personal you know thing so so i have one extra thing that i i was going to mention that i think kind of combines a few different technologies that they already have 
and I think this would be absolutely killer. You ready for it? I'm listening. All right. So we're talking about the tap to pay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You walk up to somebody and you tap phones with them while you're in the Translate app with your AirPod in one ear. And so as you're talking to them, the Universal Translator automatically tells you what they're saying in your ear in your language. And because you tapped with them, they can hear you and what you're saying. Yep. Yep, I think you... Combining the AirPod beam forming the tap and the translate put all those together apple you're already doing all of these things just put them together yep it would allow me to talk to you or somebody in your native language and literally i shouldn't have to do anything else by me talking and him hearing what i said the app translating it into whatever language he speaks Mm -hmm. and when he speaks back i hear it and just by having the translate app open it can figure the rest out i'm just saying we got all these pieces that are there let's put them together i'm glad you mentioned that make the star trek communicator real there you go you know and uh actually i'm glad that you brought that up because google io 2022 was just last week and they announced a ton of enhancements to the google translator app which, if we're being realistic, Apple's translator app is still relatively young. It is, and you know, so they they it's pretty Google good though. Definitely has the the head start on it, but it's really good. I've used it, you know, from yeah. time to time, and continue to use it, you know, as I need. But again, I think integrating it with the ecosystem the way that you do is really going to be a competitive advantage from it's keeps the privacy and right. it's doing real those real-time translations and the security it gives like yeah. extra security blanket whereas it's not going to get the information of what oh what is he searching for and then sending it out to the world for companies like why are they looking at this language so if they tag if you're happy let's say you're in another country and you've used the translator app before mm-hmm. to translate something in that language in that country then we're looking at holding on to data, and that's a whole other problem. Well, the EU would, would stop a lot of that, and, and, and it is. So. Yep. But, yes, you're absolutely right. There, There's definitely an advantage if, to being first and the easiest. It's hard to make things easy. And True. if they could take all of these things, wrap them up, and make it super easy to use... Literally just tapping phones. Again, it's like you said, they're already doing everything separately. Now let's combine the technology. Just take all these things that you already do really well, Apple, put them together into one just groundbreaking application that would change how people travel. Because there are places in the world that if you don't speak the language, you don't go visit. And to be able to visit those places since pretty much everybody has an app uh, an iphone these days yeah would really enhance the overall experience i'm not saying mm-hmm. that it, it would work necessarily unless you had the airpods and the iphone yeah, and all right you didn't need a whole but as that i mean walk around and look at how many people have those it's really kind of incredible I'm just saying, I think in the bigger cities and things like that, it, it's a common enough piece of equipment yeah, that you could see you could see that happening. So, anyway, yeah. there you go. Yeah. That's my Glad one extra. You, uh, brought that up as that kind of the last thing is, uh, as it just kind of went, light bulb went off in my head where, you know, as I was telling you, you know, earlier, my wife got back from the Dominican Republic this uh, early this morning, and, you know, it's a lot of them speak Spanish out there. Sure. And yeah. she was going through, it was like, so she was, she even literally told me that she was using a lot of, you know, simple phrases that, you know, were pretty basic, but I'm curious, I'm going to have to go back and ask her to see if she even opened up the translator app. app on her phone at any time to see if to either reading a sign or if uh, it was used. Because yeah. it it's one of those things where if you don't use it all the time, then 
you're not going to use it when you actually need it. Right. Being able to, to hold your phone up, I get that you can take a picture and then copy the text. Copy the text. Yep. Just when I hold my phone up, there's apps that'll do this, by the way. Yep. Hold my phone up in front of a sign and have it just automatically change or, or overlay it with the English version of the word. I, I just think there's so many opportunities to improve the translate. If, if, if I land in the Dominican Republic, when I turn my phone on, it should prompt, "Hey, we see you're in a in a in an area of the world that speaks this language. Right. Would you like us to start translating for you?" Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be amazing? Man, I so. think you know we're it's the year 2022. I think that we're we're there, and the ability to do it, we just need to. The, the person to figure it out if on how to integrate it into everything. And if it's Canada, hey, we we would you prefer uh, French, English, or both, right? right? I'm just saying it doesn't have to be a single language. No, it doesn't. Yeah. But like you said, machine learning goes a long way with that to see, you know, which one, you, like you said, prefer. Right, which is why I said the tapping part so that it knows your language and knows which one. So right. there Anywho. you go. Yeah, that's, that's about it for this week, guys. We did go, as we know, uh, let you guys know, that this week's episode was going to go a little bit longer, and we have, but we covered the whole Apple ecosystem as, yep. as far as our wish list. Now, June 6th at uh, in Cupertino is where they will be holding the Worldwide Developer Conference at, and we will have an episode out for you that night, if not first thing in the morning so that you guys can uh, watch Looking our forward recap to and review to that. Yep. So we may do something special with it. I don't know. We'll see kind of how uh, how the chips fall on how the next few weeks. But with uh, you know that being said, Seth, what are the three things I need to do? <laughs> Subscribe, like, and hit that notification bell. Yes. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week.